first lesson today is Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have domination over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Our second scripture this morning comes to us from the gospel according to Mark, the 8th chapter, verses 27 through 38. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake 
and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Loving and merciful God, we thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you for gathering us as a family of faith to grow in you. And as we share your message, quiet in us all those voices that try to interfere with what you have for us today. And when it's time to go out into the world, Give us your wisdom and your words to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Peter, wonderful Peter. I got to say, I love Peter because it's the most human disciple. He has a heart of gold and speaks words of wisdom but in the same way he opens his mouth and it's scary what he says so on the way to Caesarea Philippi Jesus is with the disciples and they're talking and please tell me what what are they saying out there about me And Peter speaks the right word. Oh, well, you are the Messiah. You're the Christ. And then Jesus starts unpacking what that means. And Peter is shaken. The wisdom of Christ takes the form of foolishness to the world. Rejection, being killed, rising after death. Who in the world is going to listen to that? So Jesus invites his followers to hear, to listen, to take some time and study this unusual wisdom. Who will listen? Who will follow? So tell me, tell me, what are people saying about me? Well, that you're John the Baptist, that you're Elijah. So when Peter says, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, is the first time in the gospel, according to Mark, that he is named as the Messiah. And the term Messiah or anointed one was used with hopes and expectations in Jesus' time. Jesus is teaching that the Son of Man must encounter suffering and death. Here is the disciples' hope 
that he's going to be the one who's going to break break us free from Roman occupation. Uh, I love reading biblical fiction because it sometimes it just makes me see things in a different perspective. We're so used to just reading the Bible that it's it to me it's it's good. So I have been reading a book uh, called I, I've read it probably like five times because it's a small book. It's called Honored, and this fictional book is uh, Luke goes to visit Mary um, to find find out more about Jesus. And as you might know, Luke was the only uh, disciple who didn't walk with Jesus. He was transformed by secondhand accounts. And through faith, believe Jesus to be God's son. So in the book, Luke goes and talks with Mary and says, Okay, um, who did Jesus say that he was? Did he ever say why he had come? And I'm going to be quoting from the book. She stopped and looked at me with that piercing awareness that gave the impression I had asked a question she found important. She sat down. She didn't say anything right away. I found that she had pondered all these questions and had her own answers that must be stated just right. Most people were disappointed, she said. They thought the Messiah would solve all our physical and political problems. They had talked about it for years and were convinced they knew exactly what the Messiah's coming would mean to all of us. But that wasn't at all what he had in mind. My kingdom is not of this world, he said. And we all puzzled over that. Then he said things like, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Most of us could only think of having a better life by having more riches. But that isn't what he meant. Did you ever find out what he mean? I asked. I suppose we're still finding out, she said. And one of the reasons I like this so much is because we all have questions. And there's nothing wrong with having questions. Um, I, I like to ask questions of my friends. Can you explain more about this? I don't understand what's going on. So I consider God a friend, and it is okay to come and say, okay, can you explain this to me? Can you help me understand more? And today I think, who do I say Jesus is? And I invite you to think, who do you say Jesus is? 
On September 11, 2001, I was with Lorenzo watching cartoons when his babysitter came to pick him up. And she said to me, do you know what's going on? And I, I, I'm like, no, what happened? So she explained to me what was going on, and I switched the channel from PBS to the news, and I watched in horror what was going on. And I had, I had tears. Uh, I thought of calling my husband, but I didn't have a way of, he, we didn't have cell phones at that time, so I was kind of worried. So I called my dad, and I started talking with him, and, and we were watching TV and talking about what was going on. And uh, the the babysitter, before that, the babysitter said to me, I'm going to take Lorenzo with me like it's our tradition. I didn't want him to go. I wanted to keep him with me. But we, uh, I was a pastor at a church, and the ladies of the church that day had planned a lunch. We were going to go to Simon's in uh, Villa Park, and I was like, oh, I'm going to keep him but we need to we need to go so i said okay he can go with you uh and to with the babysitter and then we call called the other ladies from the church yes let's go out for lunch like we had planned and we got to the restaurant and as i'm driving down on roosevelt road there was not a soul and that's kind of strange because you know Roosevelt Road is quite a busy road. So we got to the restaurant and they had a big table prepared for us. It was probably between 12, 15 uh, women. So we sat around the table and we started talking. We started debriefing. We started uh, checking to see how we were dealing with everything. And we ordered our food, and, and I, we said, okay, let's pray. So as I start praying, I start hearing forks and knives and spoons coming down. There was a dead silence in the restaurant. Everybody stopped and joined us for prayer. Um, and... We prayed, we had our um, lunch, and as we're eating, slowly some of the patrons come to thank us for being there, for praying, because they needed that uh, encouragement, that support. And I, I'm still getting goosebumps because I... I didn't want to be there at first. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to keep my son with me. But I knew also, like I know now, in whom I believe. And I had that strength, that guidance to, um, 
do what I needed to do. My fellow chaplains and at LaGrange Hospital and I, we call that divine appointments, to be in the right place at the right time. And that was my divine appointment that day, to be in that restaurant to help provide support not only to the ladies of my congregation, but to the other people that were in that restaurant. And I needed to proclaim in whom I believe. And sometimes we, we, we think that it's only the, the ordained people or people who have big voices that can be proclaiming uh, God's message. But in extending a helping hand in making a phone call, it, sometimes even at homes, in saying a prayer for someone, we are saying that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's the Son of God, that we believe in him. The psalm says, the heavens proclaim God's handiwork. So they are preaching and the law of God is also preaching. It's sharing. It's encouraging each other. So I have a question that I think we all should think. If Jesus asked you today, who do you say that I am? What your answer might be. I would like to think that we use the words of the psalm, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. God will guide you. God will shine in your path as you leave this place. Holy God.